1: All right. Good evening, buddy. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, LA County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. All these podcasts are at iymoney.com, commercial free. There's an app for AM760, KFMB, if you want to listen on your device, and we're free on iTunes. And now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire. He's an accomplished marathon runner. He's an, a best-selling author, a lecturer, and and a family office advisor advising several high net worth families and I think also an accomplished marathon runner so Richard how are you I'm, I'm good I think you said marathon runner twice did but I whenever you run one, it feels like you ran it three times <laughs> right Justin yes, Justin knows did I say it twice Justin you did um, so. okay well we have evidence <laughs> I, may, I maybe I'll listen to the replay the podcast we'll find out for sure <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, hey, Cubs earlier this week, uh, their last home game of the year. I think the Padres need to take a page out of their book. They they were playing. You mean, the, you mean win some games? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're playing the Kansas City Royals, who are probably one of the top two or three teams in the league yeah. and uh, should go deep in the playoffs. So uh, here they are hosting the Kansas City Royals from the American League at Wrigley Field last uh, Tuesday night, uh, excuse me, Monday night. And uh, game went all the way scoreless for nine innings, scoreless for ten innings. And bottom of the 11th, up comes former Padre, first pitch to him, boom, over the wall. That would be Chris Denorfia. Chris Denorfia, yes. And uh, I say the Cubs, uh, the road to the playoffs for the Cubs is through San Diego because their number three hitter is this phenomenal uh, Chris Bryant, uh, USD graduate, I don't know if you have you read up on any of his history, Richard. I mean, this kid was a winner through high school. I know, I know his story quite well. Yeah, through high school, through college, his dad was a uh, player. I think major league as well, or I know he was a baseball player. But his dad quit his job so he could help coach his kid, and uh, it's just a phenomenal. He's got a nice swing as as a rookie to be doing what he. Last night, he uh, excuse me, Monday night, he played uh, four positions in one game. Uh, It was unbelievable. First base, third base, uh, left field. And uh, yeah, he and Rizzo, me, Rizzo make a nice excuse me right in center, field. nice nice one two punch. Yeah, and then Anthony Rizzo was a former first base here. He, yeah, th- we, it, we got a
2: pitcher who lost like fifteen or sixteen games for him, so that was a good deal for the Padres.
1: <laughs> but Rizzo actually, they they rested him uh, Monday night. But they've got a really interesting manager. The guy drives like a nineteen seventy six uh, van. Joe Madden is from Hazleton, Pennsylvania,
2: where my mother is from. <laughs> Joe Madden is the most famous denizen in the history of Hazleton, pennsylvania
1: well he sounds like a real character and he's probably keeping them loose and and uh, keeping them uh, uh, have, you know, the sense of humor which yogi Berra lent to the yankees all those great years so there you have it and then how about a moment of silence for uh, uh one of the last late great uh, independent radio fm radio stations in town uh,
2: yeah kpri so monday afternoon i i listened to 102.1 <laughs> can i say that on air and I turned the radio on driving home and my response wasn't very Christian like. <laughs> I'm like, I, What just happened?
1: There's a lot of upset people and you know, I and I know Bree Walker who made that great commercial for them back in the day and um, you know, I'm sure she's upset. But um, you know, can you imagine coming in on a Monday morning, you you've been working in a place, who knows, five, six, seven, eight years, you get this pink slip, say, Hello, today's your last day, you know, pack up your you're out by End of business, or, or sooner. I mean, that's with no notice. Uh, it's gotta be quite it's gotta a shot. Gotta be tough. K
2: love, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said you just got KO'd, yeah. love,
1: right? So, anything this week to, uh, the, of import before we uh, get to our important guest tonight? Let's well, see. Well, we got a cool show coming up next week about. Which Coleman. Is? Uh, oh, Susan G. Coleman. Susan sure. G. Coleman.
2: So that's cool. Yeah,
1: we can get their uh, their and, take on all this Planned Parenthood controversy. And we're taping
2: somebody next week who we've had his mother on the show before. David Arison is going to be taped for airing later this month. His mom is Sherry, and his. Uncle owns the Miami Heat, and his father founded Carnival Cruises. Right, so that they're always fun to talk to. And, and
1: David's expertise is um, in water management and water conservation, exactly. and, and analyzing water systems. And, and his
2: mom, his mom Sherry, has a new book out, so we're looking forward to um, talking about that
1: very good. later this month very good but without further ado we should get to our guest and why uh, not we've had him on before (laughs) and uh, he's a very important man in town because he is with a uh, a very um, reputable local community bank they're local now yeah and uh, his name is lane elliott lane how are you yeah, I'm Joe. I'm well. I'm glad to be here with you guys today. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Uh, it's dark outside already, but I don't know what if that means winter's coming or not.
1: <laughs> well, well it, it doesn't it cool could down. It glaucoma.
0: I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, we are ready for some uh, cooler weather. I know that. Uh, We've had more than our fill of humidity. So, Lane, you're you're a big bike
2: rider. Do you you ride a lot in this heat, or does it sort of like... You know, I'm blessed to be able to ride next to the
0: ocean, so it's usually not too bad. But I was up in uh, Balboa uh, Island Mm -hmm. with one of my grandsons on Sunday, and I swear I thought I was in Miami. It was so humid, (laughs) I thought if I wanted to live in Florida, I'd move there. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I can ride in the heat and stuff like that. It's not a problem because you create your own breeze. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Well, you have to stay hydrated. I think they're even warning people about their pets. As a matter of fact, somebody was walking their dog on uh, East Well, they County. must know my cat if they're warning me about my yeah. pets. But the dog actually, uh, you know, um, died because it didn't have enough water. Well, you anymore. actually
2: have to be careful because the pavement is so hot that animals can burn the
1: bottom of their paws. Yeah, I heard of that about the warnings about the Adams Avenue street uh, Fair yeah, that exactly. they had last week. Yeah, so. But uh, anyway, well, Lane, why don't you, for the benefit of our listeners who may not have heard you before, uh, why don't you give us a little thumbnail sketch on, on your bio, born and raised where, schooled where, et cetera? Sure. Uh, born and raised
0: in uh, East L.A. I uh, grew up in Highland Park, which is lovingly known as the home of the drive-by shooting. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dad was a cab driver. Mom ran a wrapping machine at Vandy Camp's Bakery out on San Fernando Road, for anybody who knows that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Wow. But uh, I was very blessed to... uh, In my neighborhood, you're either very big or very fast. And for obvious reasons, I made city finals track and field every year. (laughs) So, um, uh, yeah, I went to uh, uh, what was then called Cal State L.A. out of high school. uh, Looking to be a teacher, but changed my mind and started having a family early and uh, needed money. So I got into the insurance business for 12 and a half years. And then in 1979... I uh, answered an ad in the L.A. Times for the old union bank when it was still privately held, Mm -hmm. uh, be in downtown L.A. at 8th and Hill. And uh, that was before they sold to Standard Charter out of England and before Standard Charter sold to the Japanese who still own it. Hmm. And uh, it was really an MBA in the street for me because I was able to bank uh, Ron Getty, son of J. Paul Getty. I banked FHP, the first real HMO. I banked uh, guys in the meat rendering business down in Vernon. I banked uh, all kinds of manufacturers, and you really learned how business really worked at that time. So it was a blessing to me and my family to be able to do that, and uh, went all over the place. Uh, you know, from there, uh, only done three things since then. I've either been a banker. I've been an investment banker because I have all my securities licenses and did a lot of M&A kind of work. I did a lot of uh, co-generation alternative energy business uh, during the uh, mid to late 80s and early 90s. And I'm very excited about what's going on in Carlsbad as a result of that right now Mm -hmm. with their desal plant. Mm -hmm. And... uh, uh, four years ago, the guys that started uh, California Republic Bank, which was a, uh, a spin off out of the uh, sale of Western Financial, uh, Western Financial, that was Ernest Rady's bank back in 2006 when he sold to Wachovia. Hmm. Uh, the guys that founded our bank took cash, Ernest took stock, Wachovia became part of Wells Fargo, and in 2007, December, California Republic Bank opened the doors with $53 million in capital, which was the biggest brand-new bank ever in the history of California before and since. And as a result of that, it uh, turned out to be a, a real opportunity for us to be in the market with money when everybody else was pulling back in 2008, uh, 2009, and 2010. Mm-hmm. And have grown the bank from zero to... Today, we're $2 billion the hard way organically, but uh, we've originated and really are managing assets of almost $4 billion since we opened the doors.
1: Well, it's so important that, you know, your personal history, you know, has roots as a native Californian, which we'll get into more after this break. We'll be right back with Senior Vice President of California Public Bank, Lane Elliott, right after this. <laughs> All right, we're back with this next segment of "It's Your Money and Your Life," and our guest is Senior Vice President of California Republic Bank, Lane Elliott. And where do we leave off, Lane? Now, what part of your career you were? were... Well, it—I've it, uh, always been involved, even
0: when I was in the insurance business with money, mm-hmm. uh, and I've either been raising it for companies, loaning it to companies. Or uh, uh, monetizing it for companies through the sale and uh, monetization of those kinds of uh, situations. So, when the bank was formed, I knew the guys had founded it for like eight years before then, and uh, they opened the doors in December of '07. Mm-hmm. Uh, they After they got through the first three and a half years of what's called the uh, de novo status of any mm-hmm. bank, where the regulators really make you stick to your knitting, mm-hmm. uh, they came out with flying colors, and they were ready to really start growing, and I was coming out of a different gig, and so... John DeSero, the uh, president of the bank, my personal friend for a long time, gave me a call and said, "You ready to go back to work?" And I said, <laughs> "Sure." And uh, you know, uh, it was a, uh, a great opportunity for uh, for everybody to be part of the growth of this uh, this rocket ship we uh, finished last year with a little over a billion dollars in assets and we'll we'll double it this year the hard way all organic we didn't buy anybody else's bank we didn't do anything like that but my job at the bank is i run business development so i go from the mexican border to the ventura county line so far Mm -hmm. we're looking at some expansion in the north but uh, it's been a lot of fun
2: so you've got five offices now right urbine newport beach beverly hills Westlake village and then of course opened here in san diego in the not-too-distant path. UTC, right? Genesee and Executive Drive? nope, over there, right? That's exactly yeah, right. There you go. So um, I, gu- I guess you'd be called a, a community bank still? Yeah. We, we, you know, we're very
0: focused in Southern California. But, and but, but can
2: you describe for the listeners the difference between a community bank and, let's say, one of the banks that are huge?
0: Well, a, a community bank is the, the, probably the single biggest difference is that at a community bank there's no such thing as 1-800-can-I-help-you. Uh, I it, thought
2: it was 1-800-BUSY-SIGNAL <laughs>
0: I'm being generous <laughs> right <laughs> there, Richard I'm trying to be nice to you guys You invite me yeah. to the show, it should be nice Yeah, uh, yeah. so it, it really comes down to the fact that Community banks are really all about knowing their market They know who's in the market They know who they want to bank They know exactly the products and services they want to bring. The dilemma with community banks as a whole, though, is that generally, community banks all have about the same offering. And so the competition is all about who's got the better relationship with that potential client. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. That's the way it is here in California. It's the way it is all across the country.
1: Well, in in the financial world, I mean, it's all about relationships and trust, and and, and obviously you've got the track record and, and the clientele that you've built up over the years. So that's that's important. That's worth that's worth a lot of money. It's worth millions.
0: Well, it it is. Yeah, the relationships are all about it, but you know it. Community banks make a decision about their market strategy. Are they going to serve the community? with? Uh, they're going to provide retail banking. They're going to provide small business banking. What is it that they're really going to focus on? Uh, and uh, that's, that's really a very positive thing because all those segments need to be served in a special way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in that retail segment, obviously, credit unions have been coming along very strong around uh, – Uh, Southern California and competing very aggressively in that space. And it's those kinds of things are primarily why we don't spend any time or energy on uh, that market. We're all about serving uh, entrepreneurs who have made money to help them make more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, some interesting statistics. Today, we've got about a billion six in total deposits, but we only have 700 clients mm-hmm. spread over five offices. And on a really busy day in any of our offices, maybe three people come in. Mm-hmm. So we're all about people and technology, not bricks and mortar. Mm-hmm. We know what we're good at. We stick to our knitting. And uh, and there's a, a wonderful place in the community for all the different market niches that uh, folks serve. Mm. So,
2: so a lot of your customers then either own lots and lots of real estate and or they own their own companies, right?
0: That's correct. Uh, it, generally, you, you have people who have uh, built, by being entrepreneurs, uh, Richard, they, they have built up their, their estates by seeing the opportunity to do that which is really the definition of success for people that make money the hard way. You make money on the buy. Mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Stocks, bonds, real estate, businesses, et cetera. You monetize on the sale, but if you buy it right, you're good. Mm-hmm. And the, the folks that we serve uh, are primarily really good at that. And then we also serve the uh, industries, the support services like yourself, Richard, that, that serve those kinds of clients. So they're fiduciaries, they're wealth managers, they're Uh, uh, property managers, their uh, escrow companies, et cetera. Uh, That's kind of where we play, and and that's why we're very uh, blessed to have the kind of growth we've had.
1: You've got an interesting testimonial on your website from a fellow who produced Wicked on Broadway. He won four four Tony Awards and, uh, you know... That's pretty fascinating.
0: Yeah, it, it, we have, because we've all been in the business a long time, we have uh, uh, some interesting Rolodexes. So we have people <laughs> from the entertainment business, we have people from industry, we have people from the, the sports world. But it really comes down to uh, uh, knowing your client. And, and uh, the bottom line is contrary to a lot of the folks in our business, we don't have any boxes. In other words, we our, our slogan in the bank is we bank the who first and the what second. Mm. If we like you and you decide you want to open a Burger King in East Armpit, Wyoming, we're there for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but you guys are also industry leaders in technology, too,
0: right? Well, thank you, Richard. Yeah, we are. Uh, we've decided early on that uh, the way to compete for the kind of clients we want was to really be out front on the technology side. And uh, we do things uh, operationally that, first of all, we can do anything a big bank can do. But we do things operationally to protect our clients' deposits, for example, against cyber theft that no other bank in the country uh, uh, is doing to the best of our knowledge. And as a result of that, we're privileged to bank even divisions of Fortune 500 companies who have scrutinized us from top to bottom and sent their teams in to make sure that we know what the heck we're doing. And for a bank our size, our uh, IT backroom uh, is uh, worth coming up to visit.
1: Mm. You know, I heard something. Speaking of security, you may want to suggest this or maybe you have this in play already, but I heard this uh, being discussed in the media earlier this week. In Europe, uh, I think even all credit cards, you must punch in a, a four-number PIN. Um, when you charge something, you don't even have to sign. Uh, something as simple as that uh, can save a lot of theft and fraud, I think. Uh, Wouldn't what, what, you have any opinion on that or...? The cyber thieves today
0: are unbelievably sophisticated. Yeah, to, I mean, the horse is already out of the barn. Well, yeah. My, my, well, that'll cut it down a lot. Well, yeah, it, it, the credit card theft and everything else. But when you, you have it coming from two sides, there's really only two issues regarding cyber theft. It's people errors and system infections. Unfortunately, the errors people make, individuals as well as those who work at companies, mm-hmm those errors enable their systems to be infected. Mm. So even those, the target breaches, even those for Anthem Healthcare, even those for the government, all started with burrowing in mm-hmm. through uh, people.
1: Sony and, Sony and, was a big and,
0: one. Yeah, Sony. And so uh, to that extent, what we've been able to do is isolate in our bank anything that has to do with moving money is in a separate, fully- we call it the Iron Dome, a mm-hmm. set of protection that that prevents people errors from infecting the systems, hmm. the the money movement systems. There's a lot of fail safes in there and all that, right? Well, yeah. There's mm-hmm. uh, there's some some secret sauce and mm-hmm. some things that are just common sense. For mm-hmm. example, 99.6 percent of all the malware written for. Uh, uh, computers is written for a Microsoft-based PC because mm-hmm. it's the most ubiquitous platform. Mm-hmm. When we bring on a new client, we buy them a brand-new iMac. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, you know, and we can figure that so that the only thing that, that iMac can do is talk to the bank. You can't go to Google. You can't go to Facebook.
1: You can't do your email. One icon, bank. One, one, one communication link. That's it, right? It's,
0: it's, it, yeah, we basically try to set up a mini branch in the offices yeah. of all our clients.
2: Oh, boy. It's pretty cool. cool.
1: That is great. So good security
2: story, Joe. You know, my youngest daughter, Demi, is up at San Jose State, so she's got a debit card from a major financial institution. And Mm -hmm. so the joke is, and it's no no joke, every three months she gets a new card in the mail because the company had another security breach.
1: (laughs) 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 Pretty much. Pretty much. Well, I just keep cranking those things out. I actually use my debit card all the time now, and I just keep, uh, you know— a few thousand bucks in there to bank all my charges i, I, I figure if it's going to get uh, ripped off they're not going to get that much that and, much I'm, money, and yeah. I'm protecting the bank so but anyway we've got to take another little, little break here we'll come right back with senior vice president of california republic bank lane elliott right after new sports and weather hang on All right. We are back with the second half of the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life. And now this is the time where Richard thanks our sponsors. A big thank you as always to our sponsors. We couldn't do this show without our sponsors.
2: They would include, at the top of the list, UBS with Michael Caronta and Drew Friedas. Really appreciate everything UBS does for us. And I think I'm seeing Drew this week. I think we got a meeting coming up. He's down from L.A. That'll be cool. Our favorite CPAs on the planet. We got two sets of them. They're both different. We got our more traditional CPA firm, Polito Epic CPAs, in their lovely new office in San Marcos, California, right across the highway from San Marcos State University. And of course, Jason Kruger, CPA with Signature Analytics, a regional CFO service firm with offices in five cities across the West Coast, as far east as Denver. So um, our CPAs are sort of busy because it's almost October 15th, but. Really appreciate their support. Carl Sheeler with Berkeley Research Group, the best business valuation firm on the planet. Also check out Carl's new book that's coming out. But Carl helps businesses identify the risks that are inherent in the business. And by finding ways to reduce the risk, you can increase the value of the business. Speaking of making money, how about Joel Gruskin with Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Now with all this improved cash flow and increased value, How about Brenda Geiger with the Geiger Law Office specializing in asset protection and estate planning? Of course, California Republic Bank. I'm not going to say much about them now because Lane Elliott is our guest on the show. I'll
1: give give the applause. A round of applause
2: for California. (laughs) A sitting ovation, Joe. Thank you. That's it. Last week's guests, Hub International. We had a couple great guests on from Hub, Jen Martinson and Neil Staley. Hub International is employee benefits, HR, HR. all of those great things that, um, that uh, are, have become so popular because of health care reform in this country. And corporate wellness, too. Corporate wellness, I know. Maybe we'll have a bunch of them out at the Oceanside Turkey Trot this year, which would be really fun. Mm-hmm. The LG Experience and the Lombardi Group helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. We have a continuing education event coming up with LG on November 2, 3, and 4 at the lovely Omni La Costa in North County of San Diego. And then later in November, I don't have enough to do during Thanksgiving week with my oceanside turkey trot. So we're also bringing women's professional tennis back to San Diego that week, at the lovely Park Hyatt Aviara. Check out CLDClassic.com. That's the Carlsbad Classic. CLDClassic.com. And last but not least, Paul Hines with Hearthstone Private Wealth Management. Paul heads up the Ending Elder Financial Abuse Alliance here in San Diego, helping to prevent financial abuse against the elderly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul's been a great guest on this show more than once. Also, big thanks to Courtney Mauver with Pop X Graphics, who announced her engagement and is getting married next January. I told her I approve, as long as it doesn't reduce the amount of um, time she has available to
1: um, support our website, where, Joe, people can go and find out what. Well, all I have to do is get over to IYMoney.com, get their cursor on the Sponsor tab. There's a drop-down menu, and all of our sponsors are right right there, and all of their contact information and history is there. And uh, I know Richard's been working with all of them for many years with great success, correct? Dating back, in some cases, to, I looked it up, 1983. Yeah. I'm
2: not sure I was even born then, but I was working with them then.
1: And then if they move the cursor over two spaces to the right, they can get all of our former guest uh, podcasts and some of the great recent ones were the Tiginos, this famous uh, San Diego chicken. Dick Gutman, famous Hollywood press uh, agent, and, uh, and, and Dr. Bud Rubin, famous uh, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood orthodontist to the orthodontist stars. Orthodontist to the stars. So uh, talk about your money and your life and your health is your wealth. You know, we cover everything here from your teeth, <laughs> I mean, from your teeth to your bank has, account. <laughs> who else has interviewed Michael Jackson's orthodontist but us? So so lane there you go now yeah. back to our <laughs> senior vice president of California Republic Bank and his website is crnbnk.com correct lane
0: CRBNK. C-R-B-N-K. C-R-B-N-K. oh I'm sorry yeah we couldn't C-R-B-N-K. Afford the A for bank so okay. it was right there okay yeah,
2: it's, it's uh, there's 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 no um no vowels no vowels, okay. no, vowels. no vowels. so lane i, I know it's a community bank um, regulation well regulation is an important issue for all banks people hear about things like Dodd Frank and increased regulation can you compare and contrast what, what the regulatory environment is for a community bank, say, versus one of the really really large banks like a B of A or anybody else who's one of the top five?
0: Well, at at the at the bottom of the pile, uh, you have one issue, and that is is that every bank is highly regulated today. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, in our uh, corporate headquarters, we had to set aside a complete conference room we call the auditor's conference room, because there's always some entity in there. We're a state-chartered bank, but we are direct members of the Federal Reserve, which means we can loan money anywhere in the United States. We have clients all over the country. So as a result of that, we get audited by the state. We get audited by the Fed. We have our own in-house auditors that keep us uh, you know, nice and kosher. And uh, uh, all of that is going on in every bank. What the issue is about Dodd-Frank and all of those regulations, and you would throw into that the the CFPB Mm -hmm. currently as well, purportedly, the objective of all of those regulations was to protect the depositors and the borrowers. And uh, frankly, uh, what has happened is is that uh, the cost of doing business, as you can imagine, has gone up spectacularly, which... Obviously, gets passed along one way or the other to uh, the, the bank, all of our bank's customers, mm-hmm. big and small, and uh, so it's there. But it's something that we, you know, we know about. We have uh, a compliant here, for a bank our size. It's kind of interesting. We have a compliance department mm. that's made up of seven people. Wow, seven people making sure that we are in full compliance with all of these regulations. Mm-hmm. Now, you lay over that, the fact that the Fed only has guidelines, mm-hmm. which means there is no out-of-bounds lines that's firm that you know whether or not you're in or out. And as a result of that, our wonderful uh, chief compliance officer spends every day looking at every case that the Fed is involved in to see what the latest thinking is regarding can we or can we not do this, that, and the other thing. So it's a big burden. Uh, but, uh, you know, every bank has to deal with it. And uh, uh, after the crash of '08, when the banks failed, an uh, uh, interesting statistic is, is that since the crash, there have only been, to the best of my knowledge, three new banks that actually have started, that have been authorized to open up for business. But
2: how many- well, yeah, number one, it requires a ton of capital. And number two, you know you're getting into something that is heavily compliant.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, the only reason to open a bank is if you really know how to make money mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because the cost of doing business and the limitations on what you can and cannot do, uh, it's uh, it's a challenge. So,
2: so um, community banks, do you think they will grow in number? Um, because I know consumers in general tend not to be really satisfied with the service level of larger banks. Or, or do you think because of compliance issues and Dodd-Frank and so on, you're going to see consolidation in the market at some point?
0: I think consolidation is going to continue, uh, Richard. I mean, just here in San Diego, you have uh, a a good-sized community bank up in L.A. called Grand Point that Mm -hmm. bought Regents Bank, which is a San Diego-based bank down here not long ago, and on and on we could name the list. And so the only way that you deal with these kinds of costly regulatory issues is consolidation. You're going to see consolidation there. You're going to see it in uh, uh, when the full – uh, force of all the new regulations, for example, for escrow and title and all the lenders things come into play. There's already consolidation going on there because small firms
2: cannot afford it. Yeah, and know, Royal Bank of Canada also picked up a um, city national bank, I think, yes, about a year did. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the list sort of goes on.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not going to stop. It's not going to change. Obviously, California is a market that everybody wants to be in uh, that is not here yet, or they want to get a bigger footprint that's there. Because of the success of our bank, uh, we get knocks on the door, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. about uh, three or four times a month from investment bankers that have a new great idea, but Mm -hmm. we just stick to our knitting.
1: (laughs) Excellent. Well, you know... uh I heard a few years ago, and actually he's made this statement twice in San Diego when he visited, but a former um, governor of Massachusetts, Mike Dukakis, who speaks at City Club. A former guest of our show. Yeah, you know, he said when all that, the banks were having trouble in 08, uh, all 140 community banks in his state uh, were just fine. Uh, they didn't get caught up in all that other mess. So um, was that the case for California, too, or did we have a few uh, few failures of community banks?
0: Yeah, succinctly stated, there were a number of banks that uh, were in deep trouble because they had assets that started not performing. They were making loans they shouldn't have made, and they paid the price. Mm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think those banks were heavily, or um, lending heavily into the real estate industry. Mm. Construction stopped,
1: values decreased, um, capital dried up. All Kinds of things hit all at once, but when time the, the interesting thing, California Public Bank times got tough, and these guys just plowed ahead, took all their relationships forward with them. So it was actually good timing, yeah. Timing right now for a little pause, but we'll be, we'll be back with Senior Vice President of California Republic Bank, Lane Elliott, right after this. <laughs> We're back in the home stretch of the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life. As a matter of fact, I think we're going to be up for more press, San Diego Press Club Awards. Hey, that, that's next month, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, time uh, flies. I'm going to find out uh, this week. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll be, we'll be in the running for something, but, uh, Courtney, you'll have to make some more room for medallions on the website uh, at <laughs> iwaymoney.com. And speaking of websites, uh, California Republic Banks is crbnk.com. And why don't we continue with Lane Elliott. Richard? So, Lane, I, I know you guys at the Bank of gotten some pretty good statistical
2: rankings. Can you talk about some of those?
0: Well, we're a fiduciary, first and foremost, and uh, everybody that we compete with has always competed on a four-legged table. Safety and soundness is number one.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Products and services, number two. Economics, number three, what does it cost you to do banking with anybody? And four is personal service, and that used to be the four-legged table that we would all compete against. Uh, well, since uh, cyber theft became a reality in our lives, uh, the whole issue of safety and soundness has a new definition. Now, we're very we're very fortunate that uh, because we bank the who first and the what second, uh, we've never ever had one loan loss. We've never ever even had a thirty day late payment. Wow. Uh, again, because we 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 are very purposeful in who we bank. Uh, as a result of that, as you can imagine, you can't get a higher safety and soundness rating than we've got because we've never had any losses. Our capital ratios are excellent. We have five-star ratings from bank rate, five-star ratings from um, SNL, five-star ratings from, um, I forget, we have so many of them. We have an investment-grade credit rating from Wall Street, and that's why we're able to uh, bank, uh, you know, divisions of Fortune 500 companies and others, but we've been very fortunate and worked hard to make those things
2: happen.
1: And are you a little picky about uh, clients who are coming to you, too? I mean, you don't take everyone who comes in the door, right? They
2: only have 700
1: clients, (laughs) Joe.
0: We we know what we're really good at, Uh and what we really want to spend our time on for economies of scale is being able to deliver what we're good at to people who
1: are in need of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're we're pretty picky, uh, Joe. It, so if I'm a business owner, what kind of criteria uh, do I have to uh, fill?
0: Uh, succinctly stated, we're really good at helping people that have made money make more money.
1: Okay, but I mean, is it a local dry cleaner with two no. outlets? No it's, no, it's it's the kind no. of clients
2: that I represent. Well, Joe. let's exactly. Let's, yeah. So we... they
1: tend to own real estate. Right, it may be the real estate
2: that their offices or businesses are housed
1: in, so family office business investment with, real estate,
2: yeah. commercial real estate they tend to own their own companies that are making you know a very well, successful return.
1: Well I just want to you know make it clear to the listeners you know let it, well, it's, 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 it's let's, let's consumer. not
2: yeah,
0: let's not let the our audience uh, misunderstand mm-hmm. uh we bank. Pretty much one of everything. We bank people in the construction business. We bank people in the healthcare business. We bank people in the entertainment in- industry. We bank people in uh, manufacturing, uh, uh, you know, service companies. It really, again, comes down to is the, is the who mm-hmm. g- going to be able to benefit from what it is we're good at? Excellent. If uh, We often, often... When we don't find that match, Joe, mm-hmm. we know where to refer those people that have been wonderfully referred to us to, be, to find them that slot that will really take care of them where they are if it's not a fit for us.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you have some, uh, some VIPs as clients that you probably can't even disclose who they are, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, that's right. <laughs> Nor nor can I.
2: But Lane, (laughs) speaking of numbers, um, let's talk about family. You've got a bunch of kids and a bunch of grandkids, don't you?
0: Um, As they they say, my quiver is full, Uh, (laughs) Richard. I've got uh, six kids and 14 grandkids. Uh, The grandkids uh, range from age of uh, 20 down to nine months old. Uh, All over the United States and... uh, several,
1: several branches. Several <laughs> branches of the
0: family tree. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and somehow, you know, uh, my bride still wants to uh, to live with me. So it's kind of crazy. <laughs> that's
1: a, I thought you were going to sing Shop for a Home Near a School. I thought you were going to sing. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> already been there, done okay. that. I played that record already, Joe. <laughs> All uh, right. That's funny. That's funny. See, banking is fun, folks. You know, yeah, it's not as dry as people think. At the end of the day,
0: uh, here's maybe a, a better way to say it. We do not hire anyone, nor do we bank anyone, that we would not have in our homes as guests, even if they were not a client or an
1: employee. Wow, that's quite a statement. Excellent.
2: So, Thanks. do you guys have plans to expand? Out, I mean, you're, you're essentially in LA County, Orange County, San Diego County. Do I know you can't disclose confidential information? But is is it the plan to try to extend the geographic reach at some point?
0: Yes, uh, we uh, we are looking uh, both north and east uh, right now to do that. Uh, we know where our uh, our demographic uh, resides. So, between this by this time next year, we should have another flag or two planted. Uh, Uh, certainly in California.
2: Good. And um, this is an interesting question. I was talking to a banker friend of mine, uh, and we were talking about how the average age of both CPAs and bankers seem to involve gray hair. Um, And he was mentioning, just like I was mentioning, young people aren't going into accounting, young people aren't going into banking. What what would you say, say to somebody who, say, is a business major or a finance major who hasn't really considered banking as, as a profession? What, what would you say to somebody who's young, who's maybe thinking about coming into the profession? I have to get an internship with Lane. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: at, at, interestingly enough, we have a very robust intern program. Uh, we, frankly, at, most often prefer to hire people that have never been in banking before because we believe Kind of the way we do business is a little bit unique, so we don't want to have to spend a lot of time
2: fixing bad habits, right? Well, I won't yeah. say bad habits, know, but.
0: but learning our, our way. Yeah, so, but yes, uh, if, you're, if you're interested in finance, if nothing else, a tenure at a
1: solid business bank is what I call a good street MBA. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I guess, there's yeah, you need the, the right personality and the right, uh, the right character. You, you know, those things are important. I mean, it's... Well, the,
0: the, the I'm sure there are some out there, but, you know, there's a lot of cliches around, like, banker's hours and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, my personal business life, I'm, I'm a lot like an obstetrician. My phone is ringing off the hook at crazy times, day and night, weekends, because of the types of clients we serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, you know, uh, I think I may have mentioned this. I don't know. If, do I have two minutes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a gentleman up in uh, Orange County, is, uh, he lets me use his name, his name is John Saunders.
1: Mm-hmm. I John,
0: know who that is. John owns a bunch of commercial real estate around Orange County Airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, I chased him by reputation for like five, six months, and finally about 15 months ago, on a Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m., he called me and he said, okay, hotshot, here's your chance. <laughs> And I'd never seen a financial statement. I said, so what do you got going, John? And he said, I have a chance to buy a defaulted note on a commercial building I really like. I said, sounds good. How much do you need? He said, $5 million. I said, John, that shouldn't be a problem. He said, oh, no, we got a huge problem. I said, what's that? He said, I've got to close Monday. (laughs) It's Thursday at 3 p.m. I said, so get him ready. I'm sending the curry over to pick up all your tax returns with a dolly because he owns so many Hmm. uh, pieces of property, as Richard knows how that works. And I mobilized my credit team. We mobilized our the appraisers. We even mobilized the title company. And we signed loan documents Sunday morning, 1130 a.m. in our conference room. And we funded Monday at noon.
1: Wow. Now uh, that is service, folks. Well, that's <laughs> what
0: we have to do to
1: bank yep. the people we want to bank. Boy, and he's sure going to tell his friends and friends. Yeah, because it's funny. What <laughs> Lane mentioned
2: earlier, you make money buying assets. Well, the opportunities that come up to buy assets, you don't have 60 days or 90 days in some cases to um, plow your way through that. Hmm. You've got to move very, very quickly.
0: Yeah. It, it, to that extent, our uh, uh, our clients primarily use our money. Uh, we call it enabling capital. It enables them to jump on that opportunity, reposition the opportunity, stabilize it, and then they make a decision whether they're going to hold it long term or they're going to sell it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we help them get there and uh, try to make sure they get it on the buy. Mm-hmm.
1: I also see no TARP or government aid, so you guys did do it organically. Huh? Yeah, we never took a nickel from anybody. <laughs> Isn't that something? It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, that is that is awesome. Well, we've got one minute to wrap up here. Uh, let's tell everybody the website again. It's CRBNK.com, headquartered in Newport Beach, right?
0: Uh, or, actually, or Ir- Irvine.
1: Irvine. Irvine, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, we, we were in Newport Beach. Okay. Uh, it's Irvine right at Irvine. Uh, the 405 and Von Karmen. Okay, and then, but you have an office in Newport Beach and Beverly Hills and Westlake Village and San Diego UTC area, which is terrific. Genesee How, and Executive, yeah. right there. How about we give your, uh, your email out, Lane? Sure. Uh, it is uh,
0: L-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at
1: C-R-B-N-K dot com. Perfect. Perfect. In case anyone wants to to reach you there. So, well, we're right in the home stretch here, Richard. Lane, really appreciate it. Yes, thank you, Lane Elliott from uh, California Public Bank for being our guest next week. It's Susan. Uh, excuse me, Laura Farmer from Susan G. Komen, right, Richard? That is correct. All right, Richard, great seeing you this week. Thank you to Justin Hart, our board operator, for making us sound terrific, and thanks to Craig Blinking, our con executive, and to Dave Sniff, our programming genius here at KFMB. Go Cubs! There you go. One game and, playoff. <laughs> all these podcasts are at IY Money. Dot com and we'll see you next week keep cool everyone bye bye now